Good morning, my name is Charlotte and I'm here to give you comfort and joy. That is our Advent series theme, comfort and joy. So before I start, will you please find a Bible? A Bible, you need to find one. Daniel, find a Bible. You wouldn't expect that. Ellie, don't forget, you need a Bible too. And Sally, what about Sybil? You find a Bible. I guess you get my point. Please, can you go and find a Bible? We're going to start. Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1. A shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Thanks, Isaiah. Great prophecy. Isaiah prophesied this hundreds of years after King David had died. King David's son, no, King David's dad, was called Jesse. A shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. Now, King David was promised many good and amazing things by God. He was a man that really searched and sought and did amazing things for God. Yeah, he got it wrong quite badly as well, but... God promised through the prophet Nathan to David in Samuel, 2 Samuel, chapter 8, verse 16. It says this, Nathan said to David, your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Now, we all know because we've read the Bible and heard the stories that actually David's line of the kingdom didn't last that long. I mean, in terms of kings, that was quite a good reign, but really didn't last hundreds of years old, hundreds of years along. What happened was there were some good kings. There were many bad kings. And God had said very clearly, if you worship other things that are not me and have idols before me, then this is ending. This is stopped. I will scatter you. And there's lots of... Um, serious consequences of disobeying God that you read about because they were chosen people called by God to be his um, his light to the world and they fail and here we go in Isaiah and we've Isaiah is at the point of hundreds of years later going yeah you failed you failed badly come on Israel let's let's get to it and it's urging them and in this passage, it's a real encouragement of like, do you know what? When you think all is lost and all is done for because of our sins, because of the things that our forefathers have done wrong. Actually, God never forgets his promises. They last forever. Hundreds of years later, he says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. And then we go on to this next section of like talking about this amazing king that's going to be. And who is this king that Isaiah is talking about? He's prophesying for hundreds of years in the future. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. So let's delve in and see what this Jesus is supposed to be. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. God's spirit is going to rest on Jesus. As a side, because of Pentecost, God's Holy Spirit now can rest in all of us 
and that's something that is amazing. But up to that point, God's Holy Spirit tended to rest on individual people for certain tasks or certain jobs. And here, the Holy Spirit says, we'll rest on him, just rest. Wow, it's not going to disappear, it's going to stay. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. It's not a fear like, I'm really scared, like terrified of something. Like you're going to get hit over the head by something. Um, Like this. You're going to hit over the head by one of these. No, not by fear, but by like a delight that you will love God. That fear of, yeah, yeah, this is God. This is good. And that is what Jesus is calling us to be. Like not fearing him, terrifying, but yeah, this is a fragrant. You delight in the Lord. And that is what Isaiah is saying about Jesus that he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And that goes on, that he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with a rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Okay, so read Matthew, Mark, Luke or John and any of those books, those gospels that tell the story of the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Read any of them and you will see that is what Isaiah prophesies and that was fulfilled in Jesus. An amazing prophecy. And then it goes on and it talks about what will happen in the future. Like Jesus has come, he's died and he's resurrected us today. But looking to a future where there will be a new creation. Where the wolf, verse 6, if you're following me with your Bibles. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goats. And it goes on until verse 9. There will neither harm nor destroy on my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. What an amazing prophecy that Isaiah has and that we have for today of amazing comfort and joy. Joy. Jesus overflowing in your life. And that is what Isaiah is all about. That passage that we had about God's spirit coming on Jesus and what is going to happen as a result. Now, we're going to hold off before I continue with Isaiah passage. And I want us to jump forward to the Matthew passage to find Matthew. Go for it. Go find Matthew. Page 976 in my Bible. And fast forwarding to Matthew, because Christmas... You cannot have Christmas without the wise men, the three kings. Probably weren't wise men, probably weren't three kings, probably a whole host of 
wise astrologers, wise people or kings in their own right, but amazing, important people that came to pay homage, to worship Jesus, to worship him. And we have this this reading where they expected it, um, the king to be in Jerusalem, because isn't that where a king should be? That's where King Herod is. And they did their, their respectful things. They go to Herod and Herod's like, oh, sorry. Uh, no, he's not here. Mm, wonder where he could be. So he goes and drags up the uh, wise um, prophets and the people of God, the, the wise priests at the time. Why Herod didn't know, I don't get it. But that aside, and they go, oh, yeah, uh, this baby is going to be born in Bethlehem. Yeah, he's, he's going to be king of the Jews. And Herod says, oh, that's lovely. That's fantastic. Go. And so off the, the kings do. And I guess we're going to hear from next week a little bit about that, that lie that Herod has. It was not particularly nice in any shape or form towards the people of Bethlehem going forward. But this passage we have where the wise men, the astrologers, the kings, they come and they meet Jesus. How do they meet Jesus? By a star, a star. Like, what an awakening. They're looking for a king, a king of the Jews that's been promised. And they've been following a star. How awesome is God? Like, that's pretty cool. And it stops over the house where Mary and Joseph are staying. There it is. And there out comes, tottering along. No older than a two-year-old is Jesus. And they bow down and they worship this baby, this boy, this toddler. And they give him three gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. Gold, because he is a king and he needs gold. Frankincense, he's also God. A deity, a deity, God. And myrrh, because he is mortal and he will die. Perhaps sending a sign to the future of what's will happen to Jesus. Three beautiful, amazing, lavish gifts that these wise men give. I don't think they stayed there with Mary and Joseph that long because the stars come out at night and they were warned in a dream, tend to dream at night when you go to sleep, to go because King Herod was after them. After the wise men had been warned to go, Joseph is then warned and they flee with these beautiful gifts. Jesus comes into our lives in the messiness of humanity as a baby. And now here we have in these readings as a toddler. And in amongst this, a beautiful, I've got gold, like Imagine getting a gift of gold, frankincense and myrrh, but like, amazing. You're told in a dream, get up and go. Like, what mixed emotions will they be having? But yet joy, joy of the Lord would have been with them because they would have been reminded, a physical reminder of these people came and they bowed down to our son. How amazing is that? So I'm not going to finish here. I, what I want us to do is take a... And I'm just going to nip out. So we are here, out in the beautiful woods. 
Why are we here, I hear you asking, in your lovely lounge on a Sunday morning? Well, I'll tell you why, because we're going back to Isaiah. Isaiah, chapter 11. And how many of you have closed your Bibles thinking I wasn't gonna go back to it, but I did. Isaiah, chapter 11, verses one. The shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. How many times over this year, perhaps, have you thought, oh my word, didn't expect a year like this? Certainly not with COVID, not being able to see friends in the way that we enjoy and our lives have just suddenly gone and we kind of go, ah, all right. Isaiah was prophesying when there was just like nothing around and he was saying, look to the future. Look, from the stump, from nothing, from dead. I am sat on a tree, and it's a really wet tree, and I'm not moving. From there, over there, okay, is, is the roots, and it's dead. Well, it looks dead, it's fallen. But what you can see is here, that tree up there, and that one there that's also come from what looks like dead woods. It's amazing trees, and there's even a bird's nest up there. And in the spring and the summer, this is just life in the woods. It's just beautiful. Kids play on it and it's amazing. And do you know what's even more amazing than that? Joy, Jesus overflowing in your life. And this Christmas, may we experience God's joy, the overflowing, like wowness of life, despite the fact that we may feel that we were a bit dead that things haven't gone our way or the way that we expect it and the way that we think, God, hang on, I thought I was here. No, it's not. What's going on? Christmas is a time to take stock and thank God that we have Jesus overflowing in our lives. Do not forget that. The wise men came. They were ecstatic, excited, and overflowing with joy. Gave beautiful gifts. And they had to rush off in a way that perhaps they didn't want to. It didn't all go as expected, perhaps. Do you know what? Sometimes life doesn't. But God is with us. His Holy Spirit is open to all of us. And we have that ability to overflow into other people's lives because what God has given us. So this Christmas, may Jesus, may God's Holy Spirit overflow in your life, in our lives as a church, in our lives as a community, so many, many, many people will come to know what it means, what joy means, Jesus in our lives. And he came as a fragile baby.